Welcome, everybody, to the Oklahoma Drill Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. As always, I have my co-host, Matt and Vitor, here with me as well. We are here to break down the game plan for the upcoming game against the Patriots. The Jets are no longer on their bye week. After a tough loss to the Falcons in London, they are looking to regroup on both sides of the ball, come out victorious for the second time this season. Vitor, you have done a lot of great work recently on Jets X Factor, going over how to fix this offense and their slow start. So I'm going to let you have the floor and get started. How do we fix this offense? Well, at first... Michael Fleur needs to be adaptable in this game because you never know what Belichick is going to do against you. You don't know if Belichick is going to go all out and play zero blitz against the Jets. You don't know if Belichick is going to sit back and play coverage just like he did in week two. So Lafleur has to keep an open mind right here. And if the Patriots go with an opposite route and compare it to week two and pressure the Jets a lot, it's a must to get the ball on the perimeter and try to get Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, James Proud, Braxton Barrios touches on the football in space. This is going to be a must for the Jets, especially against the Patriots linebackers. They play a lot with Bentley, with Jamie Collins now getting more snaps, Dante Hightower, with Kyle Vanoy, four guys that are not fast. They are not fast, but still they are a fit in Belichick's defense, and the Jets got to exploit that. If the Patriots, once again, if the Patriots show pressure for the Jets, quick throws to the perimeter will do the job, and will be the opportunity to get Zach Wilson going on deep balls. What Michael Fleur thought in week two. Zach Wilson's a quarterback that's struggling to throw the ball quick. In a sense, in quick game, not screens. In quick game, Wilson's struggling with timing. So he was anticipating the Patriots to bring the house and he thought, Let's go and throw the deep ball. They don't work because the Patriots play coverage. If the Patriots are aggressive now, the plan has to be quick screens, jet sweeps, ball in space, and when the opportunity presents itself, go deep. On the other hand, if the Patriots play coverage once again and just just sit back and say, hey, Zach Wilson, figure us out, the Jets got to run the football. The Jets got to run the football, and they got to run the football out of 11 personnel, 12 personnel, 21 personnel. The Jets cannot get lost in too tight and stuff to run the football. The Jets are going to be multiple in their personnel choices, and they got to run the ball. So, hand in hand, Bill Belichick, if he's aggressive, quick throws to the outside and get the deep ball when the time is right. If Bill Belichick plays coverage, LaFleur cannot be afraid to run the ball. Michael Carter is playing well, and the Jets' offensive line is getting better. Yeah, I agree. I We need to get the quick game going because last time I, I believe the Patriots defense they didn't really do anything special, right? They got the pressure when they needed it. They didn't do as many stunts as we saw week one against the Panthers, uh, but they still were able to beat our guys. And this kind of put Zach in the funk early and it really sort of uh, tumbled downhill from there. He really needs to get going quick, quickly at the start of the game and then get in that rhythm and then open it up downfield because he can't master the downfield without mastering the short stuff first. If he's having trouble with that, it's going to be an indicator that he's going to have trouble all over the place. Yeah, that was, um, it was really surprising to me as well, how uh, Belichick chose to play the Jets in their first matchup because normally his reputation against rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks that he may not necessarily be scared of is he's going to want to try and blitz you like crazy at first and then send you disguises afterwards to confuse you and just make you look foolish. And that's exactly what happened to Sam Darnold in the famous ghost game. 
And we really didn't see much of that. They were a lot more vanilla with not only their coverage, but also their rushing than I really expected them to be. Uh, you had an offensive line that was shuffling around. This was the first game starting without Mekhi Becton after he got hurt. And yes, Fant and Moses have had, you know, practice experience and it's not the worst tackle situation to have as backups that, you know, another team might have, but it was still an opportunity to exploit miscommunication. We didn't really see many stunts. We didn't really see that much confusing coverage. They, pretty much did what they always do, which is shift their coverage with a bracket towards the number one and then try and lock up the other two options one-on-one on the other side of the play. And that was Corey Davis with JC Jackson. The corner group for the Patriots hasn't changed since week two. Stephon Gilmore didn't play in week two because he was hurt. Now he's in Carolina. So this is going to be the same backfield or the same defensive backfield. And I think we could see some of the same similar matchups. I agree with exactly what you guys both said, especially what Vitor said, where if they're going to be aggressive and they're going to change things up and they're going to say, we're not going to play even in sitting coverage and we're going to come after you. You've got to trust your guys to win some one-on-ones. You got to get Elijah Moore on some slot fades. You got to get him on some quick routes, get Jamison Crowder involved in, you know, throwing on hot reads. There's got to be options there. And if they're going to back off and play coverage, punish them until they stop it. I'm I think that is the the first step offensively, what they should be looking for on their first drive to get going. I'm sort of anticipating Belichick to be proactive in this area. I don't think he's going to rest on the same exact game plan as last game and hope that it, it works out early. I think he knows that we're trying to fix things. We've made it very public that we were diving into our offense to try to improve things. And we, the only way to do that is to do what we haven't been doing, which is exactly what we've been saying in the, the, uh, the last few minutes. It's that we need to get the quick game. We got to get more in Crowder involved. So I, I sort of anticipate him sitting on these. Now, these, this should be our strong suit. These are, this is where our talent is. So I still think we should go with that game plan, even knowing that he would probably be sitting on it. And let's just beat them with our talent because we have the talent. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why Belichick didn't blitz the Jets in week two, because he saw how Zach Wilson played against the Panthers when he was free against the blitz in a sense that blitzing quarterbacks that are not processing a defense. Well, sometimes is doing them a favor, right? You see Zach Wilson is a, is a quarterback that right now he doesn't trust what he's saying. So when he sees the other team bringing the house, he's just going to flush out of the pocket and try to make an off schedule play. And that's where, he is having his success. He did this against the Titans. He did this in a couple of plays against the Panthers and a couple of no, in a lot of plays against the Panthers. But when he had to sit back and play quarterback, he has struggled against the Falcons uh, prior to the bye week. The Falcons basically play cover two, Tampa two all game long. And Zach Wilson couldn't find anybody open because he's not trusting his eyes. If Belichick goes out there and blitzes Wilson, I feel like he sh- he'll be doing Wilson a favor. Just, you know, just like he'll limit his thought process. I'll blitz Wilson. If he blitzes Wilson, Wilson just flush out of the pocket, try to make a big play. If he hits Wilson, he can check the quick screen. But if he plays coverage, he's going to force Wilson to think through the defense. And that's what Wilson is struggling with right now. I completely, completely and totally agree. That's exactly what it is. It's Belichick is scared of Zach Wilson when he gets out of the pocket, because I think quite honestly, more so than any of us expected, he has been really, really good at avoiding sacks and he's been really hard to bring down. And that's why he's been able to get out and make some of these plays because he's, when he's got guys coming at him free off the edge, he can make a miss. Uh, he it's just like BYU. These are pro edge rushers that he are make. He's making miss just like the guys he was going against in Utah. He's elusive in the pocket and he is hard to bring down. And 
coverage can break down really quick when you blitz behind it because you don't have the extra guys to clean up. And once things become a scramble drill, then that's when the danger happens. And that's exactly what we saw against the Titans. Like you said, Vitor, I think we're going to see a similar game plan. I think the Patriots are going to try and like you said, Matt squat on the short stuff a little bit underneath, but I don't think they're going to try and necessarily blitz as much. And I don't think they're necessarily going to try and just send the house. I think they're going to try and make Zach Wilson beat them with his brain. And so my answer would be, so beat them with your offensive line and let Michael Carter do it. Don't try and make Zach Wilson pick through this defense, force them to try and come up harder and play the run more. If they're going to sit back in coverage, let the offensive line do what they're supposed to be doing. Yep. Uh, And, but we need to also, evaluate how our offensive line is doing that day because like in many other games they show how they're going to do early and we need to go off of that like sometimes they're horrible and sometimes they're great uh usually lafleur is very slow to pick up on what they're doing when it's very obvious so if it's working against the patriots yeah keep doing it keep running it because that i feel like lafleur wants the running game to be the staple of the offense to be what the offense runs around. So I totally agree with him uh, trying to pound it home early, uh, but he needs to, you know, actually see what's happening and, and the move on from there. He can't just be stuck uh, on a run game that doesn't work and he can't move away from a run game that is working. Uh, But like you said, maybe Belichick is scared of, of uh, Zach running around a little bit, how do you feel about moving pockets? Yeah, could be an answer to limit. You know, one thing that I always think about with moving quarterbacks, with quarterbacks like to scramble, obviously the defense needs to account to one more aspect of the offensive, of the off- of the offense's game. Okay. But a quarterback that needs to flush out of the pocket to get the job done also limits the offense because the field gets limited when you move him yeah, around. Yep. Exactly. And, and that's, that's why you need a quarterback that can execute from the pocket because when you are executing from the pocket, 11 guys cannot cover the entire length or the width of a football field. And that's why playing the game from the pocket is so important. But I like moving pockets early in the game to get Wilson quick completions. This is something that I like. Like a simple boot comeback, isolated. Don't progress on the flood concept that the Jets love to run. Get Wilson on a boot concept with an isolated comeback to start the game. Why not? One one read. If the guy's not open, check it down, throw it, throw it out of bounds, no matter what. But moving pockets for Wilson to get going is good, but I don't like it. Like, in a sense, it's going to be the bread and butter of the offense, like more than five plays in a game. I don't like it. But to get Wilson going, I thought about isolated comebacks for a while now. Yeah, I completely agree. It wouldn't be... Uh, the main part of my offense, um, but as a change up to get some easy completions to get into a rhythm, I think it can certainly be helpful, but exactly what you said is, is my issue with moving pockets like that is it cuts the field in half for the offense where you're saying, okay, the quarterback only has to read half the field. Well, the defense only has to cover half of it too. And that makes it, easier for a defense if they don't have as much ground that they have to worry about. And as soon as they see the quarterback starting to move and they move the pocket, they know they can abandon whatever is going on on the other side. Unless we see some crazy shenanigan throwbacks with Zach Wilson, who has the arm talent to do it, but that's a risky play. That would be something that I would not feel comfortable with them doing unless they were in a situation in the game where they felt like they had a lead or they absolutely had to generate a play. And quite honestly, I'm not sure who would be the person to even get the ball down the field anyway uh, from that alignment. So I'm 
I'm fine with it as a changeup. I think isolated comebacks would definitely work. I think especially Elijah Moore on those could be really, really good. Um, yep. And I think Zach has shown the ability when he's running to his right um, to throw balls to the sideline with accuracy. And I think it would be a, a perfect kind of combination of their skill sets. And I think it could work. I just wouldn't do it all game. I think you have to be able to win from the pocket. Like you said, you have to be able to make the defense defend the whole field because scaring the defense into defending the whole field allows you to have guys open when you only attack half of it. Otherwise they're just going to squat on everything to the sidelines all game long. Yeah. Agreed. Who would that person be that, that leaks out the outside uh, allows uh, Zach to throw it across his body. In my brain, um, imagining this play, like drawing it up on the imaginary whiteboard in my head, uh, it's a jet motion to Elijah Moore with a moving pocket from the shotgun where it looks like it's a jet sweep. And then Zach rolls to his right with like Carter in the backfield looking like he's going to leak out. And then Moore runs a wheel route going to the other way and wheels up the sideline. You have like Corey Davis coming from the X side on a deep post and you maybe have Keelan Cole running or a deep cross and you have Keelan Cole running a post on top of it or something like that. That, that, that would be my thought. But again, that's a lot. I think that's a lot for the offensive line to hold up and protection for that long for a play like that to develop. Mm-hmm. But I think if anyone were to do it, it would be Elijah Moore and it would be probably coming off a of jet motion. Yeah, I agree. All right, guys, let's get to the defense. I think we've talked about a lot for the offense the last two weeks now, but defense is going to have a very, very interesting matchup. Uh, the Patriots offense has been efficient, if not you know necessarily outright dangerous, but they've certainly been efficient. Max Jones is completing a lot of his passes. Uh, he's getting the ball out really quick. They're going to have to find ways to get him off the spot. And we've all been talking off air, and we all agree that the overarching plan for the defense is to show no fear and get in their face, play press coverage, dare the Patriots to beat them deep and come up short and tackle and square up on the underneath stuff that Mac Jones is going to want to throw. And that's going to start with the defensive line. Defensive line, like in every game, is going to need to be strong. They're going to need to be able to generate pressure and get home. And I I think this is the opportunity where if the corners and the back end is playing up front too, and they're not giving the easy yards out, maybe we start to see the pressures from Bryce off turn into sacks. Maybe we start to convert some of the sack fumbles and pick them up for the jets instead of letting them go the other way. I think this could be a game where the defensive line does well. The Patriots offensive line is healthier, but the jets defensive line is still talented. And I think this could be a game where they do really well. Matt, who do you think could really stand out on this line? Uh, I really think it's Huff. Because we're going to need to get speed to the quarterback. Uh, right now, uh, Mac is getting rid of the ball pretty quickly. He throws the ball uh, beyond 10 yards very rarely. So these balls are short and quick. So we need to get to him quickly, and I think that's Huff. Uh, he's shown that he has that blast off the edge, and he's been pretty consistent with that as well, with his win percentage uh, throughout the year. Uh, he's the guy I think is who needs to really show up this week. Uh, and then you got Franklin Myers. He just got this fresh new contract. Uh, he didn't very, he didn't do uh, a lot uh, against Atlanta. Uh, again, they were trying to get rid of the ball pretty quickly as well. So it'd be nice to see him uh, have a nice game after, uh, after that contract. Uh, but yeah, the, the idea, name of the game is get, get to the quarterback quickly. So maybe even some, uh, some corner blitzes. Get speed to the quarterback. Yeah, they got to get there fast, but they also need to collapse that pocket for Jones, man. I think that was a theme with Brady was that Brady would love to get outside pressure because he could always step up. But interior pressure, that's what got him. And Mac Jones is just like the same. It's just the same because for one, 
he is not as athletic to move around. He, he, he must step up. So interior pressure hurts him that way. And he's a guy that loves check downs in the middle of the field. Everyone can collapse the pocket. It, it's just rupture his vision down there and also rattles his game. So I want to see a big game from Kenan Williams. I just want to get, you know, a two sack game from Quinnen Williams, like five pressures, just like the game JFM had against Tennessee. I want to see Quinnen having that kind of game against New England. It would be extra, extra, extra important for the Jets defense. Yeah, I agree. I think Quinnen could definitely have a big game and do some damage in the passing game. But I'm going to throw uh, throw another name in the ring, and that's Foley Fadakasi because I think he could be the unsung hero of the defense uh, in this game. I think the Patriots are going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to play clock control like they normally do, um, especially since James White is no longer playing. He's out for the season. So there goes their main receiving threat against a defense like this. The Jets lost basically to James White when they played the Patriots the first time. He's not going to be there. I think they're going to want to try and be more downhill, run the ball with Damian Harris, run the ball with Ramon J. Stevenson, and that's where Foley's going to come in. And on top of that, like you just said, Vitor, collapsing the pocket. I think this could be an opportunity where Foley can do some damage on passing downs by just getting under guys' pads and driving up field and collapsing the interior. On top of that, let's jump up and let's swat some balls because Mac Jones is going to want to throw checkdowns. He's going to want to throw over the middle. It's either the tight end on the five-yard stick or the running back that runs up and turns around on the little curl. It's it's a bunch of those uh, for Mac Jones in every game that he plays. Get some paws up. Let's swat some passes and let's get some deflections. I think this could be a game where Foley has one of those quiet games where on the stat sheet, it doesn't look like he's dominating, but the film says that he was one of the best players on the field. I don't think that we, we've had a lot of uh, swatted balls uh, this year. Uh, of years past, we, we've seen a lot, but this year I have seen very little uh, balls getting knocked down. Uh, I don't know if that's more scheme-wise. Maybe they're more... Uh, in tune to getting to the quarterback, and I think that's what not it is. as yeah. I, 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 I had a feeling that's probably what it was, uh, but yeah, I agree. We should, I would definitely like to see them uh, get after it a little bit more and and realize when they're not going to get to the quarterback, get those hands up. Yeah, it can be it can be effective. It can be an, a cheap way for the defense to to stop a good play by the offense, and and it's demoralizing for the offense as well. When you have a play that's set up and it looks like the guy's wide open and there's no one within 15 yards of him, and one of those defensive linemen just throws his arm up and bats the pass down. I mean, it breaks your heart. And I think, especially in a game like this, where the, all the Jets are going to say this game is no different than any other. And, you know, it's the same as, you know, every week they treat every week the same. And I think that that's true. But this game is really important. This is off a of bye. You're trying to look better. This is a team you've already lost to. That's probably your biggest division rival uh, that has dominated you for years and years and years. And is finally in a position to maybe not dominate you anymore. This is a huge game for not only Zach Wilson, but the entire Jets, their coaching staff, and everybody on the roster. They need to come out hot. They need to come out swinging. And defensively, I think that's a, on finding any way they can to make plays. If that's getting your paws up and swatting, and maybe once you realize you're not going to get home, trying to bat some passes down, I think that's a good way to do it. Just looked at the numbers. We have two all year. Uh, so that sounds pretty abysmal. For what this defense capable of, uh, and I believe this this defense can get off to a hot start because I believe they got off to a hot start last time as well. If it wasn't for that uh, missed fumble that should have gone our way, yeah. uh, I think our defense starts out a lot more hot. I feel yeah. like that that missed fumble uh, call really demoralized us. Yeah, game changing missed call by the refs, definitely. 
All right, let's go to the linebackers. Uh, we have a little bit of concern. CJ Mosley is dealing with a hamstring injury uh, over the last handful of days. He injured it. He said in a press conference today, it was the second to last play of the game against the Falcons where he got hurt and just started uh, after the week off Been on the injury report. He didn't practice today, but everyone is expecting him to play. Robert Sala has said that it'll be, you know, a game time decision, but they're expecting him to be there. Um, this could be huge if he's not playing. I think CJ Mosley has probably been the best player on the whole defense uh, this year. And without your best player and more importantly, without your communicator and your leader, that could be, that could cause trouble. And if Mosley can't play, then Jamie and Sherwood is going to have to step up and be the play caller of the defense in his spot. Luckily they've been training him to do that since training camp. This won't be something where it's, he'll have to learn everything within, you know, a few days or a week with Mosley not being able to do it. He's been studying this the entire time. And if there was one thing about Sherwood that, you know, we all know, and I know probably more than anybody is that the kid is smart as hell and that he's going to be able to know what he's doing. So I'm not worried in that aspect. And I am really, really glad that James White isn't playing. I'm not happy he got hurt because I'm not happy any player gets hurt. Love them to all have good careers more so than anything that's more important than this, but he's not playing as good for the jets because their linebackers are not going to be as easily exploited in coverage. And I think that if CJ Mosley can't play, that this is a good matchup for Jamie and Sherwood to step in. Mosley will be missed. He's playing lights out. Does he play lights out? But Sherwood, you know, Andrew loves Sherwood more than I do. But he's a guy that has surprised me a lot. I thought he was going to get pushed around a lot easier than he's getting. He He's stepping up. He made a play against the Falcons, combining an attack with Quincy Williams. And then just like this, he'll have Quincy by his side. I feel like this this matchup for the Jets linebackers, linebackers especially if Maybach, who is essentially like a fourth linebacker down there, matching up with tight ends, could be a lot, you know, could go a lot better than it did in week two. I'm confident Sherwood, but I really hope CJ plays because he has been a blast to watch. Yeah, I mean, pro football focus hasn't been nice to CJ Mosley all year, uh, but week two was probably the one game where they actually thought that he looked the way that we've uh, we've been looking at him as the stud that he is. Uh, But we've been talking about Sherwood being the heir apparent for Mosley for a while, and I think this is really his time to step up and show what he can do in that uh, improved role where he's actually calling the defense. Uh, we talk about Davis coming back, possibly. Uh, I doubt he'll be getting uh, full snaps as of yet. So he'll, he'll be in the mix, but definitely uh, we'll see a lot more Quincy than him. Uh, but I'm really hoping CJ's healthy. Yeah, I hope CJ healthy, uh, CJ's healthy too. Um, actually, as of today, Jared Davis is likely not to play at all. Um, so that's him completely out again. And it's probably looking like next week that he'll likely return. So it's even more important that CJ Mosley plays because if CJ yep. Mosley is out, then it's going to be Sherwood and Quincy for pretty much the entire game. And I'm confident in both of those players to be able to perform well, but to expect them to replace CJ Mosley is expecting too much of them. And that's a, that's a big loss. That's for more so than just plays on the field, getting everybody aligned, right? Having the awareness to see what's coming and shift plays and go out of structure to stop a third down like he did against the Titans. They don't beat the jets. Don't beat the Titans without CJ Mosley that day. It's, it's simple. It's that simple. And if they don't have him, it could be a lot of trouble, but I think that there are ways to mitigate it. And I think that even if they don't have him, that this isn't the worst game for him to miss. I think that the defensive line can do their job. And on the next point we're going to get to, the corners can definitely do their job to make things as easy as possible for the linebackers. Yeah, I agree. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. it. 
All right. Speaking of those corners on uh, the secondary in general, like we said, Marcus May is going to be back uh, in his strong safety role. I think we all agree that he's going to be primarily the tight end matchup player covering Hunter Henry down the field, as well as things within the seams and intermediate. Uh, it's important to have a player like that back, um, you know, regardless of anything with going on with May about a trade or anything else. Uh, he said today in a press conference that he wants to be here with the Jets. He's excited to play and he's going to go out and try and put out good tape because regardless of whether he wants to be here or not, that's going to be the best way for him to get what he wants is to go out and put good tape on the field. I think it's really important that he's going to be coming back. And like we said earlier, these corners got to get up and press. They can't just give up space for free. I know Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich like to stick to their coverages and they have their game plan. And for a lot of times it works. It's hard to criticize them with how the defense is played with all things considered over the first five games of the season. But this could be a situation where if anybody knows how to exploit this scheme, it's the Patriots and Josh McDaniels. And we've seen how they do it every single time is with receiving running backs out of the backfield. Well, their biggest receiving running back is no longer playing. Dare these receivers to beat you deep. Absolutely dare these receivers to beat you deep. Jacoby Myers has never caught a touchdown in his career. Let's not make Sunday the first time. Dare them to beat you over the top. Trust in your young corners who are playing great and make Mac Jones beat you more so like do what the Patriots do, which is do take away what you do best. The Patriots do best is show, short throws underneath with checkdowns, quick throws and quick passes, getting the ball out fast. Take that away. I think this is going to be a really, really big game for the secondary. I agree. Uh, I look at their top three receivers from week two. is James White, who isn't playing, uh, Myers and Henry. So if we can take out Myers and Henry and, f- and force them to pass to Aguilar, Johnny Smith, and Damian Harris and everybody else, then that's a win. Uh, Hunter Henry's not that easy to cover. Uh, we did it with a couple of different people. We had CJ Mosley. We had Hall. We had Gidry. We had a, a whole bunch of people try to cover him all day. And it was very hard, especially for CJ Mosley. Uh, he had uh, targeted four times and gave up three receptions. Uh, the, the, we probably had the most success with uh, Gidry on him, surprisingly, which is a little bit of a mismatch uh, considering the size. Uh, so maybe we do that. Maybe we, we use the slot. Maybe we use uh, Carter or uh, Gidry a little bit more to go up against Henry. Yeah, you know, those corners playing press would do wonders for the defensive line because Mac Jones, a guy that is thinking one, two, three ball, one, two, three ball out, hips down, ball out. And if the Jets can play good press coverage, it will buy some time to the D line because Jones, you have to progress one, two, 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 three, and he might get sacked. And another thing is, you know, Jacoby Myers is primarily a slot receiver in their offense, and Michael Carter is a much better player right now than he was in week two. So I think he's going to match up a lot better with Myers, and they are go- they they have to beat the Jets with their tight ends. It, it will be basically it. The running game and the tight ends will be the, the way for the Patriots to get their offense going. But it's all about game plan. If the Jets play lagged, Mac Jones is going to have a field day with checkdowns. Yeah, absolutely. And they just, they simply can't let that happen. And when you're a defense, like a, the Robert Sala defense, which is a zone heavy scheme, a lot of times you, you let certain things happen because you want to bend, yeah. but don't break and get tight into certain situations. And you're, you're okay with giving up the four yard check down, you know, to the running back on first down and saying, we'll come back for second. And as long as they don't get down the field or we stop them before they get all the way down the field, that's fine. You can have your four yards. <clears throat> that's all well and good, but the Patriots will literally bleed you to death with a thousand paper cuts 
and they can't let that happen to this defense, especially if we're worried about the offense potentially not being able to generate consistent drives. Hopefully this game will be different because the defense really needs a break. But if the offense is again, having trouble staying consistent and sustaining drives and defense is going to be on the field a lot. The Patriots are going to want to do that even more. They're just going to want to tire the defense out as long as possible so that when they get to the fourth quarter, they can start pounding the rock and sitting on a lead. I, I think you, you have to play press. You have to get up in their face. You just can't let them beat you for free. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. All right, guys, we've laid out the game plan on offense and defense. Let's get to some score predictions. Um, I'm going to lead things off here. I think the bye week could not have come at a better time for the Jets for everybody. I think everybody needed a rest to not only get their bodies right, but get their minds right. I'm hopeful that CJ Mosley will play. And so I'm going to go on with this score prediction under the assumption that he is playing. And if it is wrong, I will blame it on this. 17-14 Jets. I think the offense is going to be better, but not great. I think this is going to be a great game from the defense. They're going to get to Mac Jones, get pressure on the interior. I think the Jets are going to get their first interception of the season. And they're going to win with a late field goal from Matt Amendola, 17-14. All right. I'm usually the optimist, uh, but I have this horrible fear that they're going to come out of the bye flat. Uh, they didn't improve anything. They're going <laughs> to have a game plan that uh, is absolutely nothing in the first half, and then they'll squeak something out in the second half. I'm going to go 21-13 Patriots. Well, I was going to project whatever Matt would project because Matt's <laughs> always right. But I'm going to go with Andrew here, and the Jets are going to win an ugly game in Foxborough. 13 to 10 against the Patriots. Zach Wilson is not going to play well, but the Jets will win 13 to 10, and the Jets are going to go to two and four. Yeah, Matt normally is the Nostradamus of the Oklahoma Drill podcast. So with him being the only one predicting a loss, we'll see how that how that shakes yeah. out at the end of the week. Uh, certainly not boding well for for us. I'll say that much. But I, <laughs> I think regardless, yeah, I think regardless, Vitor, you said it. This is going to be an ugly game. This is going to be a cage match. This is just going to be two teams getting in each other's faces from the start of the whistle to the very final one. And it's going to be, I think, a lot of fun to watch. Hopefully fun for the bright reasons and not fun for the wrong reasons. But I really do think that this could be a winnable game. I hope that this isn't going to be the same old Jets where... Every, you know, everyone comes in, Corey Davis said they came in on Monday and, you know, the vibes were all well and good. And I'm not going to fall for, you know, all of that talk, but hopefully that isn't just talk and we don't see them come out flat and lay an egg like we've seen before. I think that maybe if there is a coach to stop it, it's Robert Sala, but we'll see how, how that ends up happening. Yeah. All that talk is usually a precursor for a goose egg. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. That's exactly what I'm worried about is the second something I hear something like that. It's like, oh, I don't know about that. It was like the Falcons game when all four panelists picked the Jets to win. I was like, oh, geez, here we go. Um, yeah, Jets don't win those games. No, but this isn't going to be a game where they're going to necessarily be expected to win. And I think that they play better as a team when they are the underdog. I think when they have the pressure on them to do what they're supposed to, that's when they sort of stumble. But I think that they can squeak this game out. I mean, it's still a tough game. This is New England. This is Foxborough. Bill Bill Belichick is still there. You know, Darth Hoodie's still calling plays. This is this is not an easy an easy game. But no game in the NFL is easy. And if you want to get to a point where you can be a consistent winner, you got to be able to win tough games and you got to be able to win in your division. And this is the first step. We'll see how they do, but I'm I'm confident that they will play better than they have. That's all I will say. Agreed. All right. This has been the Oklahoma Drill Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm your host, Andrew. You can find me at Andrew Golden underscore 17. Guys, you know the drill. Let's drop our handles and call it a day.
I'm Matt. You can find me at Zazzy Jets. And I'm Vitor, and you can find me at Vitor Paiva M. As always, it is at OKD Podcast on Twitter. Please always like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. If so, we will be back next week to review the Jets game against the Patriots, hopefully review a Jets win. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye.